Pan. Are you ready for your deep dive into Ohio State athletics? Welcome to the only place on your radio where it's all Buckeyes all the time. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, here we go on a nice little Monday edition. Happy Labor Day to all of you fine people out there. I hope it's been a good one. Hope you get a nice meal in you and enjoy your evening. I'm actually not here right now. You are listening to the past. It's like you're in a DeLorean. I'm speaking to you from Friday, September 4th, as we have a nice little compilation of some of our recent best segments. It's You could say it's the best of the Buckeye Show. We've been doing that all day here on The Fan, so we continue it. Some of the things that we have coming up throughout these two hours... We'll, uh, we'll talk about how a potential non-season will affect different Ohio State players. We got into that recently. We'll explore some of the potential starts for the basketball season, start dates, and what makes the most sense. We're going to uh, have some reflection about the great 2014 Ohio State football season. While we're feeling sad about football, we may as well you know, go into a mental frame of maybe the best year we've ever experienced for <laughs> Ohio State football. The Holt man's recent interview, he joined us oh, a couple of weeks ago, and we got some tidbits on his team and how uh, they're dealing with everything. That'll hit you at 7 o'clock. There was some talk about football games being played in domes. There is a certain rookie going into a... Of course he's a rookie. He's going into his first season. Uh, one that we think is going to be especially good in the NFL. He should be on all fantasy teams for sure. We'll talk about that. And and we'll end it with a nice little look back at one of the editions of the game, the 2017 Michigan game. But we will start off with some recent news that got us fired up. May as well start the show on fire when we found out we were going to be ranked second in an AP poll when we might not have a season to play. Oh, geez. Thank you so much, Associated Press. Take it away, us. You're listening to The Buckeye Show. It's nothing but the Buckeyes. I'm your host, Timmy Hall, and with me tonight, one of my favorite guys in the world. He's everything Buckeyes as well. Very special guest host, Maddie Andrews. What's up, Timmy? How you doing tonight? How are you, my friend? I feel like I am... Uh, I'm very disappointed. I don't feel like there's going to be anything that's going to change how I feel about how this football season goes, and Certainly, that includes the AP poll coming out today, which kind of rankled me the wrong way. Yeah, let's talk about that. What do you say? Let's dive right in. I mean, I think I think emotional was the best word I could use to describe seeing the AP poll come out today. What about you? Pissed. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> That's an emotion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, look, I... I I get the decision. I get people are paid to make these tough decisions. I and just and the more you read and we read it over the weekend and read it this morning and where where is the director of athletics influence in this? I get it's the president's making the decisions, but I can't possibly look at this poll, see nine teams in twenty five rankings, uh think it's complete, see my team at number two and think well, we just we just stopped two weeks ago. Uh, we're, we're just gonna just gonna halt it. We're we're not even gonna try to go forward. I'm gonna. I think I'm really gonna struggle. And again, not to sound completely sour, I'm gonna struggle with just watching college football this year. I I really believe that. I'll appreciate it, but it's gonna be hard, man. I was actually just looking up. I I just remembered it was one of those days where. 
we tried to throw in a positive blurb into a two-hour show of negativity because that's what a lot of it's been here recently. And we were able to find a press release about a game that was set up. And I, I believe we have Middle Tennessee and Army. And Army's an independent. I can't for sure say if, what Middle Tennessee is in right now. They might be independent. They might be in the Sun Belt type of conference that's still playing. But September 5th, they are... Currently set to go. So we'll see if we get there, and then we'll see if that rings true for you. And I'm kind of with you. I, I will pay attention to some of this stuff because it'll it'll continue to be surreal. Like, wow, we're not playing it in the Big Ten, and other conferences and other programs are still moving forward, trying to play some football, seeing where this thing goes. So September 5th gets here. We'll we'll check back on that and see if it actually happens and see what our feelings are about it. But I'm I'm more with you, Matty A. And it it really is it's strange to see a poll come out and ESPN was putting the asterisks by the teams in the top ten that don't currently have games. I actually found something on the NCAA.com website titled how the ap college football poll will work in 2020 i mean how will it work what do you say to that (laughs) how will it work like what do you it's the poll like how can you you rank the teams you think are best that's how it works essentially what that meant as i i get to a quote from uh, ap's global sports editor michael giaruso He says the preseason poll has always been a speculative ranking of teams based on last year's results and knowledge about the new makeup of teams. All right, got it. Makes sense. This year, we think it is crucial to give all the teams and their fans a snapshot look at what the top 25 would have been to open the season. Ugh. If that doesn't sound like, if that isn't just a gut punch to big, big 10 football fans and Pac 12 fans alike. And it says the AP will collect and distribute the votes of our media panel as we always have. Once the games kick off, it does not make sense to rank teams that are not participating. There is no solution that will satisfy every fan or every team, but ranking teams that play is the one that makes the most sense. So immediately my jokes of Ohio State seriously being a top four team after a zero and zero regular season, they are out the window. They won't be able to stay in that poll for that long. Man, this it reminds me a lot, well it doesn't specifically tie to anything, but the polls, just in you talking about that, remember the days when the polls strictly determined who played for that national title or or who uh, who was going to get the the the, uh, the BCS allotment into the game based on a poll being a percentage of the vote and uh, and it just mass chaos and confusion and now I'm starting to think back to the end of last year when ultimately the polls dictated that Ohio State dropped from number one to number two despite winning a game by two scores and and now you see more polls and we're not even going to be a part of this in terms of of what we focus on on this show and what we what we know and love in the fall and look there's it's not just us it's not just the Buckeyes there are three top 10 teams here as I said there are nine total like I saw one release of the AP top 25 poll and then I think it was our guy uh uh, the, the, the broke the Zach Smith stuff, his name eludes me, but he comes out with, oh, by the Nick way, here's Murphy. the poll without the other nine. And this is what it'll really look like. And I'm thinking, come on, man. But it is, it's just, uh, 
it's it's hard for me to get over seeing this. And and you heard Ryan Day talk about it two weeks ago. This is a once in a lifetime team, and and this has got to be just heart wrenching for these these young men that are, we're going to play. It's it's brutal. It really is. Uh, Clemson is the number one team. Uh, it says that this is the first time Clemson has never been preseason number one until last season. And the first time they've done it back-to-back, I meant. So they had never had it before last year. It tells you a little bit about what Dabo has done with a program that was always in decent stature, but you you obviously have to give him the credit for ramping things up at Clemson to a level that it's it's never been to. So good job out of him. Back-to-back preseason number ones for the very first time. I was just looking at I was looking at some history for the AP poll because I talked about it in uh, when I was doing T-Bone's Bone of Education segment for him that he is calling study hall for the times that I'm uh, taking it from him. I was looking at some of the rankings and the histories of how many number ones teams have had and Clemson is still way down the list which shows you how how much Dabo has done here recently for getting that team up to number one rankings. They're still way behind, you know, the Notre Dames, the uh, the Ohio States of the world. And uh, they're right up there with consecutive appearances in the top 25 now as well. Like they, uh, I think, active streak, it's, it's just uh, Alabama and Ohio State that are ahead of Clemson. And Clemson started in 2014, all the way up to present, 85 straight appearances in the top 25. Ohio State, 131 straight appearances in the top 25. Bama, 196. Woo! Since 2008, they have not been out of uh, those polls. So people getting sick, I mean, they could easily say they're sick of us, too, because we're always there. But, yeah, at the top of college football, it's been a three-horse race. Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, a little bit of Georgia, and Oklahoma thrown in there recently for making college football playoff appearances. But I'm, I'm with you, Maddie. It's, it's an emotional list to sit back and look at where the Buckeyes are picked two you know, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. Those guys have sort of been attached at the hip as far as the 2021 draft. This was going to be a fun season on that front. Just, just to see how the two quarterbacks postured for the number one pick. Could our guy Justin Fields pass him and become a consensus number one pick? I definitely think that the opportunity was out there. I think it's going to be tough now that he's not going to get to play. There's a couple things that scouts would have liked to see him clean up, become a little more consistent at. We knew he would do it if getting the opportunity to play. Now it's not looking like we're going to get to see that, man. Well, the the emotion to Tim is fueled by the game last year that ended the Buckeye season and who beat them and who's right above them and yeah. what we all thought could be a chance to to kind of step back and revisit that and perhaps see it again and we'll never know or at least we don't think we'll know who knows uh, what is way down the line. But I, I look at this ranking. You look at the first place votes: Clemson thirty eight, Ohio State twenty one, Bama two. Who in the world is voting Oklahoma? Two people did. Who's voting them number one? Like, what in the world is that? I can respect at least the LSU first place vote uh, as the defending champ. I don't agree with it, but I can respect that. But what person has watched Oklahoma the last few years and figures, well, at the end of the year, they're going to change, and this is going to be, I don't I don't see that one at all. Um, just looking at some of the... I mean, even down there, Michigan's at 16. The Bearcats checking in at 20. Got another Big Ten team or two down the way, Minnesota. Yeah, Iowa. yeah. Uh, but who's voting Oklahoma? Who, which two people are voting Oklahoma number number one? I don't see that. 
No, I I mean they're good, but it it tells you the numbers next to Clemson and Ohio State where the smart money is, the dominant teams in college football for this year, it's those two. So you're going to go into a college football season without one of the dominant teams and to see that them butted up against each other, Clemson and Ohio State, knowing how crazy that last football game is was, and you're going to have to keep living with that bad taste in your mouth. It's I hadn't even really thought about it in that aspect. The next time we play, we're still going to have to shake that imagery of the Clemson game and put that in the past. You can't truly put it in the past until you get that next win under your belt and who the heck knows what date on the calendar it's going to be before we get to do that. Spring? January? Next fall? You know, next August in 21? It's it's gut-wrenching. Kudos to Luke Fickle, who is a Buckeye at heart. Uh, wanted to say that. The fact that I was seeing here, I don't know what the official one was, because ESPN might have miswrote something, because they said uh, number 19 Cincinnati, but in the list it posts, it has Cincy at 20. Either way, it says that's their first appearance in the AP preseason poll. First. So congratulations to Luke Fickle and his Bearcats. That shows you what a tremendous coach he is. They've had a lot of tremendous football coaches roll through that program because clearly that is not a place where you can just twiddle your thumbs and produce, you know, power, you know, powerful college football things. Luke Fickle is is doing it there. That's outstanding. Tim, I'm not seeing Memphis. Wasn't Memphis the team that beat them twice last year? They're not in there, but uh, they're ahead of uh, UCF, so they would be the yeah. They're the highest ranked non-power five team in that list at twenty. You're right. Yeah, they are. Everybody else, just quickly looking at that, yeah, that's right. They would be the highest-ranked group of five school in the top 25 right now. So good job out of Fickle and the Bearcats. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning. No judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The Fan. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, Fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we're working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. The team at Atlas Butler wants to make something clear. We're always open. 
That's right. We have service technicians scheduled day and night, Saturdays and Sundays, and even holidays. Whether you call us at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., we're ready. And since we're always open, you never pay any overtime charges. Call today. Get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. Anthony Rothman and Matty Ice. Both of them love the Buckeyes. They root hard for the Jackets. Their favorite NFL teams wear purple. They're basically the same, except they're really not. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The fa- Stickers on helmets make us happy. This is the Buckeye Show. Nothing better than a Buckeye Leaf. I'd like to think that if we do a good enough job, we get a proverbial Buckeye leaf at the end of each program. Nobody sees those. I have a little miniature helmet here in the basement bunker, Biddle. So I've got that thing that's chock full of Buckeyes. I actually won that for being a decent enough golfer at one of the Muirfield Village events that the media is allowed to take part in. I got myself a little Ryan Day signed mini Buckeye football helmet. I actually gave it to my How son. Cool is that? And he let me post it here in the basement bunker. So if we were doing, I think when we did like one of the NFL draft zooms, I just wanted to get like all of the Buckeye stuff that I had in the house because most of it is locked in my office at work. That's Buckeye Show HQ. And I haven't seen the inside of that room since March. It's really wild. But I, I do have a little silver <laughs> bullets helmet down here and it looks pretty cool, even though it's mini. That's fantastic, Timmy. Your favorite thing in the world is golf, at least for your favorite activity, is golf. Certainly. You did it at you did it at Muirfield, and you get an Ohio State helmet signed by Ryan Day with the Buckeye leaves on it. I mean, what's better than that? Good for you, buddy. Nothing. I, I'll say it, and I'll say it again, and he's in the other room, and he'll overhear this, but that's fine. Even more so than the birth of my son, more so than my <laughs> wedding day, the two best days of my life were days at Muirfield Village Golf Club. I mean, it's not even close. Like, the weather was perfect. It was One was an IMG outing, and one was the famed, sort of tight-lipped, quiet media round that is about a month before the Memorial Tournament. Those two days, it's just... What can I say, man? For a golfer, it's just a dream. Just I, I hope when I die and go to heaven, maybe you'll get like that sort of menu screen like Adam Sandler got in the movie Click 
and you can just kind of swipe and shuffle through golf courses that you can play, maybe select your force. I'm like, I'd like to try, you know, Marion with Ben Hogan. Like, boom, let's let's do that. Have my dad and my pop-up with me there as well. Let's do that. Something like that. But it literally, like, I got to live it a couple times. So, man, like, that's fantastic. I could die tomorrow and it'd still be cool. So, uh, by the way, we're sponsored here by Moo Moo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club here on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. So, Dave, I, I was talking about this article that your buddy Pat Murphy I, I call him your buddy I hope he is now that I, I said that and put that in the air but he did he did an article about Justin Hilliard talking about how this season is just another obstacle to overcome and it just sort of got the the wires going about who this would affect who this would sting for the most on this Buckeye football team if we really do go without the fall season. I mean, Justin Fields, it it hurts a guy like him for more of the uh, top-level reasons. You're going after things that you dream about, right, as a kid. You know, Joe Burrow type of things, where he had that one great tweet about, man, imagine if last college football season didn't happen for me, I might be looking for a job. Instead, I had it, and it was a, a game-changer. Fields could be going to get a Heisman. He could be leading a team to a national championship, rewriting some record books here at Ohio State. guy like Justin Hilliard, it's more of a bounce-back, last-chance type of thing. Same as it would be the other A1 that I could think of, Biddle, was Jonathan Cooper. What about you? Yeah, the interesting thing, Tim, this is why this whole thing is such a mess. Um, we're still not clear if guys like Justin Hilliard and Jonathan Cooper would be allowed to return next year. We think they would be. You have to think there's going to be a waiver where if you're a senior, even if you're a sixth-year senior like Justin Hilliard or a fifth-year senior like Jonathan Cooper, that you're going to be allowed to return next year. And There's going to be a scholarship mess because they're going to have all these seniors returning, and then you have the recruiting Whatever, class though. coming in. Deal with so it. So they're going to have to. They're going to ha- yeah, exactly. But then Deal with the yeah, problem, the- I mean, NCAA or people that handle those no, things. That's what I mean. No, Help I, hear, the kids. I, I hear what you're saying, but then what if um, what if the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC are able to play this fall? Are you really going to give Ohio State, um, you know, let's say it gets pushed to the fall. Let's play. Let's say there's no spring season and the Big 10 season just canceled, which I tend to think if there's no Big 10 season this fall, which looks like there won't be, we won't have Big 10 football until next fall. If that happens, are you going to increase the scholarship limit for Ohio State to 105 but not do it for the other programs who are able to play the previous year, you have to do it across the board. You would think. Now, I think so guys like Justin Hilliard would come back. Just you know, a guy like Jonathan Cooper might think, "Okay, I'm going to go to the NFL now." Although you know, he wouldn't be an early round pick um, based on production, based on the injury. He just wouldn't be. And you know, he's a guy we all, we all root for. Just the epitome of a leader. Great young man and good at football. But my point is, you know, he's not elite at football where he would just be able to take off a year and be an early round pick. So I'm not sure what would happen with. with Jonathan Cooper, but guys like Justin Hilliard, I think Justin Hilliard might come back as a seventh-year senior, man. So it's yeah, tough to I, tell because we still we still don't know how it's going to work. But you know, for Buckeye fans, for sure, you know, if there's no season this year, no spring season, you're going to lose guys like Justin Fields, probably Josh Myers. There's been some talk, you know, from including sources that I've talked to, says Josh Myers intends on returning, even if it's not until the fall of 2021. So that's true. But Wyatt Davis, I, I have to imagine he'll turn pro. He's already projected as a first-round pick. Chris. Lave, I think, would turn pro, and there would be others, guys that would be seniors that maybe wouldn't be, you know, early round picks, like maybe a Thayer Munford might decide, eh, instead of coming back as a fifth-year senior, I'm just going to turn pro and take my chances in the 2021 NFL draft instead of playing that season. So there's so many variables at play here, Tim, but there's 
you know, and that's one of the things I loved about Justin Fields, what he did. It wasn't just a selfish thing. He came out and said one of the reasons he did what he did with the petition was seniors. He felt bad. Yeah. He felt he, he felt he feels bad for guys like Justin Hilliard and, and Jonathan Cooper who've worked their butt off and have made all these sacrifices, have had all these injuries to come back for this year and forget it to get ripped away from them without their voices being heard, without their parents' voices being heard, without their coaches' voices being heard. It really, you know, it's really a mess and and hopefully. Kevin Warren and the Big Ten presidents will reverse course here. I don't have confidence they will, but, you know, because even if they think they're wrong, Timmy, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, these are people with big egos and, you know, very intelligent people. We can say what we want about them. Um, these are very intelligent and, co- uh, and accomplished people. Are they going to, even if they think they made a mistake, do you think they'll admit it and, and reverse course here? Well, I mean, it's it's the fact that they're not listening to anyone's concerns, you know? I think if you just invite some people to a table and have the conversations, then you can take the answers that you don't necessarily like a lot better. You know, you can have some understanding that you at least had some people's respect, right? I think that's what it's about. And you don't, I'd like to think that even an organization like the Big Ten is not bigger than an apology or admitting that they acted too quickly. Even if they don't actually write the words, I'm sorry, I'm not necessarily looking for that. <laughs> right. I'm looking for, right. I'm looking for some, some better uh, decision-making, just some better leadership. Not, not even the decision-making. It's, it's about the leadership and the process that you use to get there. I, uh, you know, and, and talking about the players, and e- even if you go to the NFL draft, I wanted to say quickly, that doesn't make it st- sting or, or suck any less for you about how this ends. Because you think about a guy, it's, I put Justin Fields on the list. If I did a little quick power five of guys I think it hurts the most for, agreeing with Pat's Justin Hilliard, the, ar- the, the guy the article's about, I'd put Jonathan Cooper on there, I'd put Fields in there, I'd put uh, poor Demario McCall in there as well <laughs> for many, many reasons for how his career's gone, and a guy like Trey Sermon who's transferring in i would list those guys but hearing you say a name like chris olave (laughs) yeah yeah and if the big if if the oklahoma if oklahoma plays and trey sermon transfers to ohio state he's gotta be thinking can i can i rip the band-aid straight off can i transfer back is it it too late for me to transfer back it shouldn't be it should be no it should they should allow that bids but no real quick it was olave like the fact that you have to go to sleep with the way that that ended and you cutting the wrong way in the clemson game and say you do go on to the nfl and you're fine just not getting to write that final chapter of your collegiate career knowing from where you were on the recruiting trail how you came to shock everyone and be this great big guy at ohio state and then not getting that chance for restitution there would just be it would just be brutal it's the buckeye show on the fan the Buckeye Show is sponsored by Moomoo Express Car Wash, home of the unlimited wash club, the fan, Ohio sports destination. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. 
I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive throughs Go to RaisingCanes.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. If you're an uncomfortably crazy Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the best of the Buckeye Show. Show. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. The best of the Buckeye Show. I was in the starting rotation today, so these are the middle innings. And we're just going to close it out as well. And i got a great baseball guy with me. You know him. You love him. One of my good friends. Our co-host for this evening, Maddie Andrews, everybody. Tim, it's a, a deep summer baseball weather day here in Central Ohio. That's very appropriate. And uh, But a warming out there. Unfortunately, God, the is. Ohio baseball teams are, are a little bit of a, a struggle bus right now. More so the Reds than the Indians. But, yes, it is... Uh, it is good to be with you once again on this uh, Tuesday edition. Yeah, I want you to do something for me before we move on. By the way, you mentioned the heat. I, I was perplexed when I was looking at the box scores. And the ESPN ones, you know, they have those nice little features where they give you the AccuWeather right in there. And it was saying, like, the game time temp for one up in Milwaukee was going to be 92 degrees. And I'm like, geez, I don't know if I've ever heard of that for one of the way up northern states at this time of year. But then uh, something with that heat wave just made its way down south where it was feeling like 99 or 100 this afternoon. I don't really know. I've been in the basement hosting, so it's been fine. But you have to settle. We said forget the poll question that I put out there on my Twitter account about RBI versus RBIs. You're a baseball guy. You've broadcasted uh, professional baseball for, what, 13 years in the Reds organization? So you are going to be the end-all, be-all, RBI or RBIs, Matty Andrews. One RBI, three RBIs. Yeah. All right. That's what I was looking for. That's what I You got. use the plural for the acronym. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yes, I, plural. It's a, it's it, grammatically. I get it. It's not maybe correct. It's a baseball term, baseball lingo. And to quote former Reds manager Der- Jerry Naren, uh, when he would talk to Marty Brennan on his interviews, Marty, I'm a baseball guy. So there you go. It's kind of a baseball saying. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's what I was looking for, and I really don't think. We kind of stumbled into that today. Bone was using the other way. How did that come one of those about? Things I was that, wondering. It, well, yeah. We were talking about Albert Pujols, and we just wound up, he was kind of taking the lead on running down that story, so just naturally, he said the acronym about 20 times, because we were talking about RBIs for this guy, and that's the way I say it. RBIs for that guy. This guy had this many RBIs. This guy had that many RBIs. Albert Pujols has this many RBIs. We're saying it so many times, I was like, do you... It's like, do you, I gotta, I gotta stop for a second. Is that how you say it? Or is it just something worth right now? You said it that way. So we just talked about it. People say that three letter acronym for either run batted in or runs batted in in different ways. Like I get it. You're saving time when you use the same thing for singular and plural. It's just, you've been using it one way or the other your entire life, probably. And I've already been in RBIs. I had, hey, Dad, I had three RBIs today. I would say it that way. Because you say ribbies, and you put, like, the S on that for the nickname for it. So, either way, it's fine. Just keep doing you. Keep saying it the way yeah. that you say it. Right? It kind of uh, makes me wonder, and now thinking about other little uh, similar topics, is it the Mid-American Conference, or are you in the MAC? 
because the Mid-American Conference is the MAC, the Mid-American Conference, but sometimes you hear people say the MAC or the MAC Conference. Well, the MAC oh, Conference r- yeah, right, is a little right. bit redundant. Yeah, so, but again, it's just one of those things. And I, you know, as far as the redundancy goes, it's a little silly when it's your website, like MLS Soccer, like in your yes. Major League Soccer, Soccer, and that's the official website. That's something maybe you should think through just for the optics. Like maybe we can just get, you know, MLS.com and just big bold. Those are our letters like NFL.com. I probably have said NFL football at one or more times in my life and just breeze through it and not even thinking about it because you you sort of mentioned college football and you're like, oh, do you like college football or NFL football? But you never hear NFL league. You never hear NFL league. No, you wouldn't say NFL league. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good point. Yeah. That is something I've never heard uttered before, but I, I've, I have been victim of saying NFL football, but I'll, I'll try not to do that. So let's start here. Uh, I've been hearing back from our, our pal Randy Wade, as I've been calling him a dad of the year candidate for everything that he's doing and putting his, his face out there and his voice out there. And they have the thing planned for the shoe this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday morning at uh, 11 a.m., I think it is. Either way, we're going to have him on at 7.33 tonight. He even said, you know, he wanted to come on at 6.33 like we had planned, but had to jump on to another Zoom with uh, some of the parents out there, Matt. So we'll look for Randy in the 7 o'clock hour, and that should be great. But I didn't get to break any of this down today with T-Bone, so we'll do it now. There was there was a nice read on CBSSports.com from Matt Norlander about how the NCAA is currently exploring these four potential start dates for the 2020-21 college basketball season. November and December, they're, they're up. They're all, pardon me if they all sound kind of similar to you. It's also not the entire point. There's some First, interesting things throughout this. Yeah, go ahead, let, Matt. Let me interject. What you say is very important because a lot of what we hear in rumors and and the background of this is that maybe they were going to wait till January 1st. This is very encouraging to me to see November and December as these four options. I get it. It's not the Bible, and it's not going to maybe be what happens. But that, that to me, is a win, Tim, not seeing a, you know, after the first of the year type of deal there. No, that's a, that's a good point. You know, I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to diminish it, but as I was going to rally off four different options that sound kind of similar, that's that's nice of you to point out that all four of these options are going to be before January 1st. And even a while back, like we had one of the, the voices in college basketball, even though he's not at Louisville, and as big of a big shot as he used to be, he's still in the game. And Rick Pitino was one saying early on that we should not even not even be messing around with the idea of basketball until after January 1st. Now, things can change and that was a few months ago when he put that opinion out there. I don't know if uh, he is someone that's been talked back into these earlier start dates. We know Chris Holtman for a fact on our show said that the entire group of Big 10 coaches emphatically, I think was the word he used, was was in favor of this Thanksgiving start date. That would be option three as I'm looking down here. So let me just give them to you. Option one, first practice is allowed September 29th, a month and a couple days from now. First day of the season, November 10th. That would be a parentheses, no change to the start of the season. Option two, first practices on October 9th with the first day of the season, November 20th. Option three, first day of the season, November 25th. You get it's like a 42-day period 
in between first practices allowed and the first day of the season. That's what they've been working towards. Option four, a little bit later, first practices on October 24th with the start date December 4th. So, like you pointed out, all of those would be before January 1, and the one that Chris Holtman was telling us the Big Ten was trying to move forward with and get behind was that right when students are scheduled to leave campus around Thanksgiving, get the ball rolling and cram some basketball games into that window. Yeah, and it'll be interesting if, in fact, any of those are are actually what comes to, to roost, if you will. Will sure. will we go right to non-conference? Will there be league games first? Will there be a mix of that? Do we even know if some of these, um, you know, some of these non-conference highlighted games will be possible? But they're hoping, according to this article, Tim, to start a vote on the season start date could take place by the middle of September. And again, I think this is a highly positive thing we're reading here now. It's got to go through a lot of different channels, protocols, people. But I'm I'm extremely optimistic by reading this story and and right now seeing what is possibly laid out and as you said I know Coach Holtman hinted on this last week. Here's the positive thing, and and I'm serious. We're in a year where it's it's hard to push out to the middle of the table any kind of oh here get excited for this fans you know <laughs> right are all, all of our friendly listeners out there who we love. We don't want to create any, you know, false sense of positivity that isn't really there. But I'm, I'm just serious in my gut and from the people that I've talked to, there is no way, there is no way in hell that this starts, you know, like Big Ten football happened, where we get a schedule and then a week later, the whole thing is postponed because with this, the start of this whole thing was the end, the cancellation of the NCAA tournament. They will do whatever they can to have the next NCAA tournament, meaning they need some semblance of a college basketball season to have one. So delay, certainly, I can see it. And it, we don't reach those dates, those four start dates that we just read off, but I can't for the life of me envision how it starts out with a straight-up cancellation or I don't know what they would call it a postponement until April where they don't even start the season Maddie until after the NCAA tournament should have been but you're right they say they tell us if you want to look forward to anything September 16th is going to be a vote on the season start date by the D1 council well you've talked about it but the money lost in the tournament last year they can't afford that to happen again, and I think we'll go to every possible uh, parameter to get whether that's a bubble or to get to a tournament. For and, and they're hoping, you know, that the tournament is the same number of teams. Perhaps there's a different way of getting there, but they need this tournament. Uh, NCAA needs this tournament. These institutions need this tournament. The amount of TV money it generated last year. Uh, yeah, the the whole idea that you know somebody like the Big Ten is gonna not even try to to play a college basketball season. Well, uh-huh. it seemingly is as as nonsensical as the, them not wanting to play a college football season. But we've already <laughs> hit that point. But but that's What's not going to happen. Right? We're yeah. we're going to we're going to have a semblance of college hoops. It's a matter of when it starts, and there there will be a tournament. No matter whether it's next March, it's next April, it's next May, they are going to play a right. tournament. Close Closed off to fans in a bubble somewhere at one site 
It, who knows whether they have to minimize the field if they want to have a bubble because it's just too many guys. We we don't know. The the other quick little quotes from this Matt Norlander piece. Uh, one source joked that putting a one percent chance on the season starting November tenth quote may be high. But the other thing that again backs up the Holt man and the other Big Ten coaches. A source said they'd be surprised if college basketball season doesn't start a couple days before or after Thanksgiving. Quote. That has a ton of momentum, the source told uh, CBSSports.com right there. The undisputed leader in talking about nothing. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Donato's Pizza is putting a whole new spin on spinach. Introducing Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza. Donato's delicious low-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza or create your own cauliflower crust pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review... There is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Maybe you're at the point in your life where you've had enough conversation about the Buckeyes. If so, you're really going to hate this show. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, Wednesday night at 8. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The Fan. Patient. Scarlet and Gray 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You're listening to the Buckeyes Show on The Fan. Nothing but the Buckeyes on this show. I'm Timmy Hall. He's Maddie Andrews. The fan studios, which are all over the place. It's, it's good stuff. Sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit them at lindsayhonda.com. So, Maddie, Urban Meyer, and Joey Bosa talking about one of the great moments in Ohio State football history. They had a good 30-minute deal. Uh, you guys might have seen that on social media. It's It was on their, their Twitter account, the college football arm of Fox right there. And it was so interesting to hear these guys. I, I love, I just love hearing how easily people can 
can revert back to big moments in their life and what they're going to say about him when time you know gets put between them. It's 2020 now. That happened back in 2014. But these things in their lives are so instrumental, so monumental. Like to hear Joey Bosa, I don't know if you listen to the part of the clip, but he's talking about his recruitment and thinking about Ohio State in that down year, you know, when he was still in high school, when he was becoming a big-time recruit, and then paying attention to the Ohio State coaching situation, and then when Urban Meyer got the job, and then when Urban Meyer came knocking on the door, and how quick it was, and how he says it was pretty much Urban, and Urban alone, that was the reason. And then when he saw what they did in 2012, it was just, and the first time he took a trip to Ohio State, it was just instantaneous. There's no way I'm not going here to Ohio State. That's one of the things that I took from that, sitting at here in 2020, thinking way back when, when he was being recruited to the Bucks. Yeah, and you go back to that 11 season when when it was a struggle for the, I think 6-6 six and six was the mark under Coach Fickle. And remember, they, they had that, that opportunity at, Mich- at uh, Michigan late to, to win that game, but uh, Braxton Miller... Uh, was so good in that game. They get beat, and then uh, Urban taken off that game as the uh, comment, uh, commentator. And, and in, in 2012, the 12-0 run where they were not eligible, but but Urban immediately, the, just the ability to turn a recruit's head, uh, the Bosa, obviously the bloodlines to wear some ties at Ohio State. But ultimately, I think, as we saw with a lot of these guys that Urban recruited, ultimately got a one with, once he was the presence, and that's what's been impressive about Ryan Day continuing it along, once you get into that house and, and see that presence and, and get on campus here and see this university, it sways a lot of heads. But it was. It was a great bit from Joey just in terms of how everything all of a sudden changed in terms of his recruitment. And he wasn't. he also didn't lie about one thing, about the early loss, that... He he said I'd be lying if I said there weren't doubts, you know, right. that they would have been able to win a national championship. And that's refreshing to hear, even for, you know, a group of guys as talented as Ohio State and Urban when he looks back, and rightfully so. You look at the collection of talent and the recruiting that went into putting that team on the field, and Joey also was, was a little upset and lamenting the fact that uh, there should have been two national championships with mm. that crew instead of one, and every every Buckeye fan alive <laughs> certainly agrees with that, but the fact that there were some doubts you know, after mm. you lose a game that early that you can well, do it, and everything that was going on with the quarterback situation, how JT would turn out, it was all uh, all pretty viable stuff. Yeah, after that Virginia Tech Bear defense, man, I'm not sure any of us believed anything was going to happen. And, and, and then people forget about this game near Halloween with Penn State when, when Bosa maybe in the under, the undercurrent kind of play of the year. I mean, the walk-off sack when the Buckeyes are up 17 nothing, Penn State gets it to overtime. Ohio State ends up winning the game to keep the hopes alive, and then you could just see the confidence building. And as they also allude to, Tim, these guys were not uh, – after that win over Alabama, man, they were they were not going to let anything stop them, and they were, they'd be ready to play an NFL team, as they said at that point. Urban, uh, one of the things he said uh, – he said, first, it highlights the power of recruiting and identifying talent. I kind of mentioned some of that there. Arguably as fine of talent ever accumulated in college football. But then wow. it's more than that. It's player development. I had an excellent coaching staff. But at the end of the day, there's one thing stronger than recruiting and development, and that's love and ownership. 
The players took control over that team. They truly care for one another. Curtis Grant. I love how he drops Curtis Grant's name. You don't right. hear that name every day. And Evan Spencer. Two guys that never really played that much became our vocal leaders and were inspiring to others. Then Joey and Zeke, they became first-rounders in that year. It's hard for me not to say that's one of the finest football teams to ever play the game. Hmm. And uh, Bosa then added, we kind of got that mentality no matter what happened. There weren't many moments... No matter what happened, no matter who we faced, we had the confidence that we were going to win. After we beat Bama, Alabama was our national championship. They could have sent out the Miami Dolphins the next week. His home, uh, his childhood team, right, from where he grew up in Florida. We did not care who it was. It was definitely that mentality. I don't think there was a team who would have beaten us. Yeah, Once they got rolling, once they got past Michigan State, I'd say that to me. Yeah. When JT did what he did on the road at East Lansing, what a highly billed game that was. And it followed through. Sparty still stayed in that game, made a little run in the second half and kept it close. But when Barrett did what he did there, you said, okay, we got something. It's, it's go time. This could possibly happen. JT played with uh, an unbelievable amount of confidence, and it just kept growing. And I'll never forget the run at Minnesota, and then obviously his injury against Michigan in the three greatest game stretch in Buckeye history, the piloted by Cardale. Uh, something, something that a lot of us will take to our graves, Tim, as great Buckeye memories for sure. All your favorite fan shows are available when you want them. Head to 971thefan.com and hit that subscribe button. The Fan, Ohio sports destined. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. The home of Big Ten championships and future first-rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Yes, you are. Nothing but the Buckeyes on this show. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Maddie Andrews sitting in with me tonight, doing a great job. Triple H, you just tell me. I didn't hear from you if we got him. Is the coach there with us right now? Oh, great. Fantastic. Why should I have even had to ask not sliding you, Coach. I don't think you've ever missed a deadline when we had an exact time for you to uh, chime in and <laughs> chat with us. So hope you and the family and all your players and everybody is doing well on your front. How you doing, man? We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing great, Tim. Great to be with you and Matt and uh, uh, spend a few moments together. I hope everybody out there is is doing well and safe and healthy and uh, managing to to thrive through what's been a, a, a challenging last few months and a challenging week for all of us Buckeyes here, for sure. Gosh, it is. And with, with the football community and what we're doing there, um, let me ask you, what is happening right now today with your sport, with your team? Well, they're, they're back home now, uh, guys. They went back home. We, we had a really good seven weeks uh a, a tremendous summer, uh, as good as we've had as as a group, and obviously we've got some um, some some new pieces, uh, uh, some new players and young players, and also a, a, a really a good core returning. But uh, we, our guys went back home. I wanted to give them a few 
a few weeks to go back home. I, I, I toyed with the idea of, of keeping them here through uh, the start of school. But um, I just felt like after being here seven weeks, and they, they were tremendous with all of the protocols and uh, staying safe, and and really it was it was ball and and classes, and that was it for them. And uh, I wanted to have them a chance to, to to get back home for a couple of weeks, so they're back home. They'll return this weekend for the fall semester. Okay. Chris Holtman, the head coach, is with us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Products Fan Guest Hotline. I know the last time uh, uh, you, me, and uh, and Colin talked on our Mad About Hoops podcast, I don't think any of us were really thinking about the, the bubble idea working. I, I don't I have to tell you, my mind has changed now like after seeing where we are. But it's yeah. it's only if everybody else that's going to be doing it is cool with it, obviously. And I'm reading a lot about what the NCAA's ideas are and plans are. What are your thoughts now about a bubble and if it's got to go that route to play some college hoops? Well, I think if it's going to be a bubble, you're going to have to really define kind of what that looks like. And and does that mean you got to quarantine everybody for a certain number of days, 10 to 14 days? And is that even doable? It's maybe only doable if you have online classes. Is it even doable otherwise? I think there are some challenges with uh, with the bubble for college um, for college players. Having said that, I think there have been a lot of ideas that 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 have been tossed around uh, around the idea of some of these preseason tournaments, Maui, Battle for Atlantis. You know, all of those either in one big bubble or 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 separate bubbles uh, all, all over the country. I think the thing that we have to answer as a, as a, as a sport is when, w- what does our calendar look like now? You know, we're not, we're not on the traditional calendar. At least we don't anticipate being on the traditional calendar of starting practice in late September and having the, that window where you have 42 days before your first contest, because the reality is the start date is probably going to get moved back. So I think the bubble has merit. I think it's possible. There, there are some challenges to it. Um, I think all of us as coaches would, would be in favor of it. Uh, but it wouldn't be what, what the NBA or I think the NHL had a, had a bubble to it. It probably wouldn't look exactly like that. It couldn't probably. Coach, it's man. It's great to talk to you. I uh, I'm wondering when the guys get back this weekend and before and as they get into classes next week for the semester. Do you know? And I'm sure you do. Or what can you talk about the restrictions you all will have, or what the plan will be? I guess in the intermittent before you ultimately get to go ahead to open up for uh, for a, a, a I guess a preseason camp. Yeah, Matt, I, you know, that's that's what we're trying to figure out right now. You know, I've, I've had conversations with Gene here as, as recently as this week, and we've talked about um, uh, kind of things being, all, you know, like they would no, in a normal September, you know, late August start with the number of hours that we get to work with them in the weight room and on the floor. There'll still be limitations, I believe, in terms of our locker room use. We haven't used our locker room. Uh, really, since we left for the Big Ten tournament in March, we've not touched our locker room. There's been no congregating uh, from from that point on. It's been all uh, open spaces. Our our practice gym. Uh, that's that's kind of have been our that's been our home in the weight room. But I would assume that right now our plan is that we're going to begin to work with our guys 
uh, in a normal way, not, not, not normal in the sense of the number of guys we can work with and doing full team practices. I think we're still a bit of a ways away from that, but the, the, the hours that we could work with them in the gym and in the weight room, albeit smaller groups, uh, that, that's the plan right now. Uh, once they get back, they have to get back, they have to get tested, quarantined, then there's an acclimation period. Uh, that that takes place, guys, of about a week um, that our medical people and training people have have put together. So it you know it'll be a week to ten days before we can actually get get to working with them. But we'll do that as soon as we can. Coach Hubman, we heard a lot about Coach Day and his players and Gene and 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 parents of the players for football talking about the safety and how he feels great about the environment that they had for their kids yeah. that they were in. Do you echo those feelings? And just on the topic of, of, of doctors and everybody that has, has guided you all in this process? Phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. Like, grade A, top-notch, whatever you want to call it, like five-star, it has been that. Uh, it's the communication between Gene and, and us as coaches – uh, the medical team, uh, their participation, the regular testing—you guys know this because you, you're you're a part of. It. We were tested uh, just like uh, every other athlete twice a week. So I'm going on about t- twelve times having that thing <laughs> shoved up my nose, uh, each nostril. So that's oh, twenty-four times. What's actually. that like? Um, Can you get over that? Uh, no, no, it's traumatic. Um, it uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It gets better. <laughs> Uh, the, the hardest one was the first one because you didn't know what to expect. I also did it. I, I, I did it on my own the first time and it was early and I pulled up and it was this long line. It was on campus, but it wasn't through the athletic department. And I, I drove through there and it was, you know, you had a little bit of a line and I had, you know, I had to wait, but I'm in my car and, and, uh, I my, my windows are a little bit, a little bit tinted, but I, I drive, I drive up and I finally get there and, and I'm, you know, I'm a little, I'm, I don't know what to expect, right? This first time you see these social media clips of that thing being stuck up your nose. And this was, this was a month and a half ago. And so I'm a little anxious and I rolled down the window and, and, uh, it's a, it's a Ohio state medical person. And they're like, coach, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> oh man, coach love, you know, love what you're doing. You know, uh, how's, how's the year going to be, man? It's, you know, and I thought, Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to sit back. It's going to be a walk in the park. It was miserable. It was miserable. Now, he did his job. I'm not saying he didn't do his job. He did his job, right. but but uh, whew, that was hard. They've since become uh, a little easier, but uh, he was just doing his job. And that's the hope, Coach, right, that the testing becomes easier and it becomes more reliable with, you know, hopefully the saliva tests making the rounds and everything. Where Where are you right now? We were just talking before about how we're a month away I mean, do you, just what's your gut tell you about the the start of the college basketball season right now? I'm a month away from decision making time, is what I meant by that. With what the NCAA is saying, what's your gut tell you about the start of the hoop season? So we meet every Thursday at nine a.m. a Zoom with the the Big Ten head coaches and um, um, somebody from the Big Ten office. Rick Boyages used to be an assistant who works with the Big Ten and oversees basketball. So. Those have been interesting conversations, right? Uh, we've been doing that now for about five or six weeks, and we talk about a variety of issues, but this is obviously the main one. I think to a man, we would all—I know—I don't know—I know this. We would all support 
and very much be in favor of using that window of when the students return because that's where you like our guys were really safe here in the summers. Their students students were not here. Uh, there were just less people around. Using that window of of Thanksgiving on to try to you know to to do competition. I think we would all love to see that uh, as a possibility. Now, the NCAA has to support that, uh, and then I I. I, I you know, I guess your league has to support it, right? Um, and, and we've seen that. So uh, I don't know that that's going to be the start day. I just know that that has a lot of momentum among not just coaches, but, but you know, certainly our athletes, uh, administrators. I think that window of starting uh, has, has a lot of momentum. We hope so. I mean, this has just been – this has just sucked for everybody to have to go through this with football. And it's just, what can you say? It's the craziest yeah, year that any of us uh, have ever lived. Yeah, you feel really bad for a lot of people. You know, first and foremost, our, our athletes uh, in the fall. And, you know, I was talking to CJ Walker two days ago. And I'm, so I'm, he's back home for a couple of days. And, um, we're, we're just chatting and talking and I'm, and I'm giving him the rundown. Okay. Here's CJ. We could do this and then it could yeah. look like this. And he, he basically cut me off. He's coach. I don't care. I just want to play coach. I just want to play. I just want to play. And, and you feel for all the fall athletes right now that have had some, some temporary changes in, in, in their fall season. And hopefully, uh, all of us will get to play and compete and do what we love. Before we let you go, real quick, who who had the best summer for you, just in a basketball sense? Who do you think? I well, I thought you know we had a lot of guys put excellent work in. So I'll give you a quick right. Justin Justin Arns had a great summer. He's been here for a number of weeks. EJ Liddell I thought had a great summer. CJ Walker had an excellent summer. We had some guys dealing with some injuries. Justice Suing is is basically almost back to a hundred percent. He hasn't done live work yet. Uh, but almost back to 100%. And then we have some guys who are working through some things. But I thought those guys, Kyle Young, along with Kyle Young. Graduate? Summer. Uh, graduate Kyle Young, absolutely. Graduate uh, graduate uh, Kyle Young, who's who's going to start his master's. And then our two freshmen uh, had, a really, had a really solid summer. So I'm sure I'm missing someone, but those guys um, are, the, are kind of the ones that stand out. Awesome stuff, Coach. You know, you're always welcome here. Stay in touch, and uh, we hope we can get this thing. It sounds like the players, like you've said, really, they're, they're ready to do whatever it takes, re- ready to listen to some direction and do whatever they can do to play a season. So best of luck, stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy talking to you. Take care. Thanks, Coach. No doubt about it. There goes the coach, Chris Holtman, of your Ohio State Buckeye men's basketball team and he was with us on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline the fan the fan ohio sports destination you gotta come see the new big lots we're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. 
When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200, and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive throughs Go to RaisingCanes.com for details or call your local Canes. One love. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Okay, let's begin. Morning Juice, Bishop and Laurinaitis, Rothman and Ice, Common Man and T-Bone, the Buckeye Show, Ohio State Athletics, Blue Jackets Hockey, Crew Soccer, the NFL, and even more things I don't have time to say. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. The home of Big Ten Championships and future first-rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Welcome back. Timmy Hall, we've got Maddie Andrews on the program as well. Good to have you, buddy. Triple H, our fine producer, back at the studio holding things down. So what I was saying right before the break, Maddie, is earlier today, Bill Rabinowitz of the Dispatch had this, and it said the Big Ten is considering several domes as sites for a potential winter football season. Amanda Babb, she's the president of that Ohio State football parents group. We just were talking about their messages that they put out this morning. And she said in an interview today, she heard that indoor stadiums in Indy, St. Louis, Detroit, Minneapolis, possibly even Syracuse were under consideration. Then later on, Gene Smith confirmed in a text, yes, and others when asked about those potential sites. He did not add details. So there is at least a small picture 
to the and that kind of goes hand in hand. I've heard I've heard Buckeye players before say how much they love the idea of making it to the Big Ten Championship, which is at the beautiful Lucas Oil Stadium, because they finally don't have to play in some of the bitter cold. It's also one of those arguments that I haven't loved too much when talking about an outdoor game for a championship, the way, you know, football's meant to be played when it's cold. So this would this would take all that out of the equation and it would just be indoors, it seems to be the way it's going. Let me tell you what, Tim. After last November and the last couple of Novembers when we seemingly have had sub-freezing temperatures almost the entire final month, they're absolutely right. You get into that dome situation with a chance to play in Indy and then obviously the bowl game, wherever it might be, whether it be Pasadena or Glendale, it does make a world of difference. And I think certainly it allows for Ohio State with their weapons to be more explosive. But but whatever domes they're talking about, and they mentioned four or five as you said, I think it's a, a tremendous idea. It certainly would allow, assuming everybody can go forward with this, it would allow you to do this in the winter and not in the spring, which would give some options for perhaps more people to play. It makes me even wonder if we're talking about you know, domes and indoor stadiums, if you're also maybe bigger picture thinking, hey, we can't get here or can't do that, or if we have a weather situation, maybe we can meet up and play dare I say, like in in the uh, training facility at Ohio State, at the Woody Hayes facility. You know, and I don't know how many of those there are around the Big Ten that would be feasible, but just something to think about out loud. Uh, you know, are there are there major arenas around the Big Ten's uh, landscape where you could where you could do something indoors? I have no idea, but uh, it's good to at least hear that this is being discussed in the manner that it is right now. How about we just play the different format, the Arena League style? We just get into a nationwide <laughs> arena, and we just have a little fun that way. we got wide receivers just running right into the wall and going into the front row. There's no fans there to catch you either. We'll just uh, the, the field goal kickers, they'll become more accurate because of it. What, it's like a sliver, the uprights in the Arena League game. But you, you bring up a good, a good point, and it's one of the first things that I envisioned in trying to find a silver lining with still getting to play the games, even we were told that no fans would be there. Operating, I think we all were there, where we would have wanted to see the NCAA. How many of us were going to you know, have plans to go to an NCAA tournament game anyway? We would have taken the tournament with zero fans in attendance. It started that way, and we were still going to watch the Big Ten tourney without the fans. But I immediately started to think about, let's make this... Let's make this more feasible, more logical. Let's not have it in giant arenas because you don't need the seats. There's not going to be anybody filling them. You could have them at just a nice like community center. You can have them at a YMCA, any kind of, you know, 2000, you know, seat tiny gym that's on a small campus somewhere. The th- you would think the ideas are endless. You say that about the Woody. Yeah, and don't most Big 10 schools have better than average indoor facilities i think they do because it is so cold around here i think we were laughing at maryland for being one of the only ones to not have an indoor football facility and i think in the last couple years they got on the horse and at least starting to fund one or maybe it's built already i don't know matt yeah tim is a and i can laugh at it because i'm a Bengals fan but as a Bengals fan they don't have an indoor facility right but the bobcats do right oh you the bobcats have a Nice enough looking one there. Yeah, yeah but, the, but the point being here, you're not only talking about stadiums possibly. Like if you had to play these games in NFL practice bubbles or facilities, 
you know, beyond just their stadiums. If you've got a 100-yard field, 120 yards, 10 yards on each yeah, end of the end zone. with some space on the sidelines, just a well, little I bit mean, of space. And, and I'm sure now, I'm sure there'd be cameras because at this point you're trying to get TV money as well, presumably. Totally. But, but, but uh, I think any of this is realistic. What isn't realistic? Actually, what is realistic, I guess, is the better way to say that right now. So, uh, But I, I think it's it's a great report. It's it's positive, I think, to hear this, um, especially for this league that, that will not play this fall. Yeah, I think initially when you open up a story like that, and I think the knee-jerk reaction is, what? What's going on? No, we're already not, we're already not getting fall football here now. You're going to take football away from the shoe, but then you might remember, oh yeah, it is going to be you know between zero and ten degrees, and there were probably no chances of fans being in the stadium anyway. So when you see that side of it, what's the point of trying to play games at Ohio Stadium if there's no tailgating allowed, nobody can congregate, you are kind of losing the the economic impact of having one of those home games is already out the window. That's already that's already a loss. So you can just already put that on the back burner and and hope for next year that we can have a big celebration and have the full, you know, stands and the full tailgates so all the local businesses. That and I know we keep you guys in mind. That hurts for a lot of the a lot of different parts of the community not getting to have big time college football games every Saturday. That is a I mean not only do we have a lot of pride and passion for it? But all you know, all the dollars that get thrown around and the support that goes around from just having those events, taking them away—that's it's a big deal for the community. But you know, the other parts of it too is starting in the winter, as Ryan Day said from a very early, early point. Maddie, you know, you want to get this thing started in the winter because. Yes. You don't know how many guys, even when you do start it that early in the winter, you probably still will have the top guys getting ready for the NFL draft opt out of that because if they do incur an injury, they wouldn't have enough time to get healthy and they would think it might affect their draft stock. But it's the separation between the next football season later in 21. We want to do everything that we can do to try to have a full, normal 21, at least start off with that prospect, right? Tim, we discussed this a little bit last night, but just think about if the basketball plan, which could be to, to begin, as you know, uh, maybe late in the calendar year, if that if that goes through and th- that kind of then leads in to a Big Ten football season and, and who knows how long that these seasons might go or if there would be interruptions and then ultimately you, you, you get to March or whatever and you're, you're starting to dabble in the spring sports, there could legitimately be on many campuses three seasons worth of sports going on at the same time and certainly if not active practice for those all going on which is is a little bit mind-boggling and crazy to think but yeah man wouldn't we um, wouldn't we appreciate something from that perspective if that were to to come to roost i uh before we go on i just want to apologize to everybody that i'm seeing on my timeline for making them so hungry i had one guy here maddie <laughs> saying that you know, how dare you? I was about ready to swallow my tongue. Brian tweeted that at me. So I'm sorry about that, buddy. I think I think I should get some thanks, though, talking about, you know, the dollars going around to the community. I think I might have stimulated the Columbus economy for the drive through windows for at least one evening, because I think that segment at right around dinner time at four, 
When did we do that? 5.30? Yeah. Five, yeah, 5.30, 5 5.40. Yeah. I don't know. You told me right off the top how much yeah, it was uh, making your mouth water, but that yet you're not going to have a burger for dinner. No, I, I have mean, dinner plans. Strength. I have dinner plans. It's all right. It's all right. What are you having? Well, I'm, I'm going to go to a little uh, outdoor gathering for a steak. Oh, man. Must be nice. So I'll, I'll upgrade from the burger. Boy, all these great things happening. Podcasts, steaks, and... Uh, I just don't seem to get the invite. Must be nice. Well, boy, that was really awkward. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got nothing for you, bud. I got nothing for you. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by Mumu Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, the Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Today, celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. If you're an uncomfortably crazy Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the best of the Buckeye Show. Show. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Tailgating is a state of mind. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Timmy Hall. We've got Maddie Andrews here tonight and our producer, who you just heard quite a bit on the college football pulse back there. Our boy, Bodie. We also call him Rudy Rudiger because... He's a massive Notre Dame fan. I know that's it's not a great look on this show, and we try to we'll, we try to give him a hard time for that as much as we can. Hey, but bandwag- did- bandwagon's open this year, Timmy. We'll welcome you all in. No, I'll be good. You know what, though, I might cheer for them to lose every game, and that might be <laughs> you could do that good- too. That bandwagon's I mean, always open. You and me, you and me, like. You are also a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it's like really the opposite. I am a Washington football team fan. You like the boys. You're filling in here on the Buckeyes show. You like the Buckeyes, though. Obviously, you love the Buckeyes. It's just that you grew up loving Notre Dame. And I get sometimes our parents, our fathers, they bestow upon us the sports fandom. And you were, you just weren't weren't mature enough to pick your own sports team. I get it. Like, it happens happens to a lot but i did want to give you the opportunity to tell me what your favorite scene in rudy is because i will actually admit that it that is a fine sports film i've loved it ever since i was a kid i don't care about the real life rudy story if you take it for what it is the movie the cinematography the score the music in it it is a good sports film what is your favorite scene i think if i had to pick one i'd have to go with the dad first walking out uh, into the stands and seeing the field for the first time. You know, the, this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. I mean, I've been going to games for since I was six, so 20-some uh, years, just under 20-some years. And it's still just, 
I don't know, man. Gets you goosebumps every time. I know Ohio State fans feel the same way. Just going to the shoe, you can go one time or a hundred times, and it's still just there's there's nothing like a fall f- football Saturday. There really are some great actors in that. Well, there's going to be a lot. Beatty. There's going to be a lot of other things to do this fall in these parts. Unfortunately, yeah. Sorry to what interrupt. Are we, no, it's fine. I mean, how are we going to have like? Can Ugh. we even have a Ned Beatty type of moment this year with anything? Mm. Like, I guess you just never know what's around the corner in your life that you might stumble into and you'll say, wow, this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. I must tell you guys, I, I have no emotional tie to Indiana or the Hoosier State, but when the movie Hoosiers starts, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that first scene of the movie Hoosiers. He's driving into the school on that autumn day with that music. That gets me every time, too. Tim, is there a movie or something that gets you every time? Matt, I'm glad. I love that you just said that. I adore that you just said that. I am 100% with you. My dad has always said that to me uh, throughout my life about the beginning, the opening credits scene in the movie Hoosiers. And I... I am mad at myself that I don't know this with a thousand percent certainty, but I believe the composer is the same for both. I think that's Jerry Goldsmith and his work in Hoosiers as well as Rudy. But I'll have wow. to fact check that after afterwards here. But no, the the music and just the remember the little knob on the steering wheel. That, oh. G- that the 50s-style cars had because they weren't power steering. Just little subtle details like that that you notice. He's driving through Indiana farm country. You got boys, like, shooting hoops with, a, you know, with a, you know old beat-up basketball, m- not even, like, a paved court. A hoop is just attached to the side of the barn out in the middle of the country. It's absolutely beautiful. That is one of them. How about the fact that Indiana gets too much love for sports movie history now? If they got Rudy, maybe one of the best football movies, one of the best basketball movies. At least we got baseball here with Major Major League. League, right? At least we got baseball. Yeah. It's one of the best. So, turning the page back to the Buckeyes here and I was, you know, we're all keeping track of what's going on in the NFL and with camps and with the league in motion. Ready to get this thing started. I mean, it's August 27th. We're a couple of weeks away from the National Football League. I think it's hard for a lot of us to believe right now, especially in Big Ten country, where I think it's it's going to be surreal to see the Browns and to see the Bengals go out there and play their first game with fans, without fans, whatever, just trying to get over being numb from having the college football season ripped away from you. That's going to be a, a little bit of a crazy sight. But looking at this one, you go over to uh, Baltimore, and they did, And as a lot of teams are going just to their stadiums. I saw some shots of the new Los Angeles stadium out there. I don't know what the Rams are going to do because they couldn't even, or I don't know what the Chargers are going to do, sorry, because they couldn't fill a soccer stadium. Now they're supposed to fill, uh, whenever we get back to that sort of thing, a billion-dollar stadium. We'll see how that goes. But J.K. Dobbins, my man, J.K. was, quote, putting on a show from some of the people that are watching Ravens practice day in and day out. And they had a little highlight video that they put out. 
and JK was featured on two or three different levels. One of them was making a nice grab, and we know that's part of what makes him a weapon is that he can get on the outside. He can be a pass catcher for you. One of the first memories I have is him catching a wheel route in his first college football game against Indiana and taking it about 20, 25 yards up the left sideline. So that's one of his nice uh, plays and clips from this highlight. And I just I cannot wait to see J.K. Dobbins. I know I, I know if I'm going from a Browns and a Bengals perspective, you can wait. Let me put it this way: J.K. is going to be a great player for Baltimore. It's going to happen. There's no doubt. Is that not the perfect draft pick? I mean, you get that guy in there. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson obviously a threat to run. You got Mark Ingram returning, but but J.K. is going to fit perfectly in there. I, I think he's going to have a long, durable career uh you know with a with a hard-nosed type of offense like they run and and his ability to sneak out of the backfield and catch some passes this is a guy that i think is ticketed for greatness in baltimore tim it wouldn't shock me if he's right in the conversation for afc rookie of the year by the time this season's over that's, let's, let, let's let it start first, right? <laughs> that's a nice statement. That's that's a big, bold statement. Somebody said, like, I, I had one of those the other day, and I didn't even realize it. We were talking about Joe Burrow, and I guess, uh, yeah, I, it, it caught me off guard uh, that Baker Mayfield was just the guy to pass Peyton Manning for touchdown passes as a rookie when he had 27, and that's exactly what I put Joe Burrow at, and I didn't think any big thing, because that's not even two touchdown passes per game. I put him at 27 touchdowns. And 15 picks. I'm I'm mentioning a guy like that, though, and you're telling me J.K. Dobbins will be uh, potentially the rookie of the year. In the conversation. That's, that's big, though. I don't know if he's going to get as much usage to go after something like that. Certainly with a guy like Joe in the running, also in his division. And not that that matters, but uh, you look at the number one overall pick, and I think Burrow has got nice offensive weapons. They won't stay at- healthy. The, the Bengals do not. Have you not learned? They do not stay healthy. Well. And they don't build for, for their depth to be replaceable for their health problems. This is their problem. Well, they got, I, I actually you like some You want to phone Biddle up? We can talk about this. I like some of their <laughs> wide receiver depth. I love Boyd. And if they bring in Higgins, if A.J. Green can last a handful of games, man, I mean, he's... He's going into a franchise tag year, so you would think that A.J. Green would have some something compelling him to stay healthy and stay on the football field. But who was the fourth wide receiver that they had last year that I really liked? John Ross. Not John. No, I'm going to have because to look him up. Because he can't stay on the field either. I'm going to have to look him up, but there was another guy. Auden Maybe he was Tate. the fifth guy. Auden, Auden Tate. Tate. I think it's Auden Tate. Really liked Auden Tate's game. And I thought he showed some promise, and I think he has a little bit of a future in the NFL if he keeps going. But J.K., what what strikes you with him in the offense is that the Ravens, not surprisingly, they ran it more than anybody else, but they ran it almost 100 times more than the next club in the National Football League. So that tells you maybe Lamar Jackson's overall rushes could go down and he could be as effective or a more lethal rusher. Yards per carry go up, but Lamar doesn't have to rush it that many times because he has this little jitterbug in J.K. Dobbins that can take some of the pressure off, run some of that read option. It'll give Lamar a chance to, when he does pick his spots, maybe there's more 15- to 80-yard runs instead of the 5- to 7-yard runs where he has to actually take a hit or then get down. But 
Baltimore is so good at getting into those third and manageable down and distance situations. I just think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for J.K. It's just that you got Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson there as well, and they do a lot. Well, you know that J.K. is a guy that at Ohio State, even when he was having the success he had his last year, he still, and you that chip on his shoulder he played with, and, and the battle with Weber, and, and just the ability for J.K. to never be satisfied, and uh, but yeah, I think he's gonna have a great first year, and is in a to me a dream situation with a great organization in Baltimore. If you got a dirty car out there, maybe you didn't know, but the Buckeye Show is sponsored by Moo Moo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, right here on the Fan, Ohio's sports destination. The Fan, the Fan, the fan. The fan. Ohio sports destination. This is Urban Meyer. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medication safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you could be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? Our expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water heater. We work on all brands of water heaters and plumbing equipment. One call does it all. Atlas Butler is at your service call. Blue Jackets crew the NFL. If live games are cool, consider us Miles Davis. And if movie references from 25 years ago are cool, Anthony Rothman is your idol. Your radio home for all the games and eye-rolling promos. The patient. You're listening to The Buckeye Show. Let's uh, reminisce about a great Buckeye game in 2017. Bodie, we just heard the thing about college radio done by professionals. Play the very college radio open that, that we made for this Buckeyes Back in Time segment. Yeah, that's right. We hopped in the DeLorean, get a little Huey Lewis pumping at full force, and I'm feeling good. What do you remember 
About late November in 2017, Maddie Andrews, I want to say you weren't on this one because you had some PK-80 to get done. That's right, Tim. I was in Oregon, Portland, for the PK-80, following travel with and called the three men's games. I think the first one started at 11.30 p.m. Maybe we took the air that night. I had to keep Stokes awake. But the uh, the men were playing out Portland with the PK-80 and the... The football Buckeyes on that Saturday were in Ann Arbor right after Thanksgiving. Well, I don't know. You might be asking the question, well, why are you thinking about the 2017 game if, uh, if you could pick any one? Well, because we've looked at a lot of the, the other Ohio State-Michigan games in the past on this show, and no win over that team up north, especially on the road, deserves to be buried and not looked at at a certain point in time. We get it. That was a two-loss Ohio State team. That was a frustrating season. But they kept the almighty important streak alive as we try to catch up in the all-time race against that team up north. And 31-20, the final score, after being down 14 to zip, you have an injury that really happens before the game and then again during the game in the third quarter. It was so wild. I want, Bodie, you to queue up real quick before I get a highlight or two. The fire that you heard in Urban Meyer's voice in the post-game press conference because of sideline gate, cameraman gate. I don't even know if we had a, a, a... name that we coined this, but he was bumped by some cameraman, and you can hear it in Urban's voice afterwards how upset he was. Well, I'm just so upset with myself. There was a non-football injury. Too many damn people on the sideline. And a guy with a camera hit, his in and hit him in the knee. I'm going to find out who. And uh, think about that. So uh, I'm so angry right now. i got to move on. But I let, did I let that happen? Just someone on your freaking sideline, and now you, you hurt your quarterback. I'll find out who that was. Rob, following up on that, Urban, just to clarify, did it, ha- it happen early? Like you said it happened early? Before the game. Before the game. Oh, man. Hey, Hey. we can can laugh about it now because it's been a few years. I would never crack a smile at Urban in that situation. But it almost got to the point where when your dad is being stern with you and you're like in that 8 to 12-year-old range and it takes everything in your power not to snicker, when he just resorts to just quick phrases, that's Mm. like so my father, you know? Like when you are so bent out of shape about something you're just seeing red you can't even imagine he just resorts to saying the words major college football like he has nothing else to say it's almost like how in the hell can we allow something like this to happen he just major college football man major college football that's i'm gonna find out who it is (laughs) that too i'm gonna find the guy what are you gonna do to him i don't know i'm gonna find him i had not worked a game in ann arbor until last year uh, as I said, I was at the PK-80 and 17. But last year, I got the chance to see what he means. That sideline in Ann Arbor, uh, it, there are a lot of bad sidelines in terms of crowd and proximity and just room to move. Iowa sticks out. Purdue's bad. Uh, Indiana can be bad. There's a number of them, probably more bad than in terms of room and, and, and flexibility. But in the pregame, in the pregame specifically at Michigan Stadium, You can't do anything. And there are bands both sides. There are cheerleaders all over the place, media everywhere, personnel. 
it's it's as bad as it can get, and I absolutely see why something like that happened, unfortunately, to JT. And we had the video come out on TMZ, and there was like a dude who was kind of yelling bef- after the fact. He had some video before of JT throwing, so you got an idea of the red cart that JT Barrett was describing. You could see it, but then he stopped like a normal person. He doesn't just sit there and film JT's practice throws for five straight minutes. He put the phone away, and then he noticed the injury, and he started rolling again, and you can see JT limping very severely off, but you don't know who bumped into him. It's not like the guy on the camera who was recording was pointing at someone. Mm. It was just such a wild situation. But getting to a quick highlight from the game, because I really, this is the Dwayne Haskins game. This one, JT goes down, Dwayne comes in and helps out his boy and keeps the gold pants flowing. He does the job here, bringing the Buckeyes back down on the road, Jim Harbaugh, 0-2 so far in the rivalry game, dying to get a win, as he still is. And Bodie, the uh, Gus Johnson here with the call of Dwayne's laser to Austin Mack late in the third. Maddie, I think it was two straight false starts from a third and one to third and 11 or third and three to third and 13, whatever it was. It was consecutive false start penalties. And then Dwayne Haskins does this. 13 at the 47. Haskins delivers. And what a catch! And what a throw! Austin Mack somehow held on. But Haskins put that ball between two defenders. And Kennel is down. I mean, it was a throw. And then a 22-yard scamper later on in that drive where you just you knew exactly what you had with this stud in Dwayne Haskins. And I cuz I got to hear one from the great Paul Keels, the one that sealed it. As it was still a game all the way to the end, both running backs were doing work in this one. JK was over 100, he scored. That was the 22-yard scamper from Dwayne that set up JK's touchdown. And in the end, it was Mike Weber running it in. Dwayne Haskins in the shotgun. He's got Weber in the backfield with him. Mike Weber gets the give. Weber moving laterally to the right side to the 20, to the 15, to the Michigan 10, to the 5, and into the end zone goes Mike Weber on a 25-yard touchdown run, throwing six more up on the board for Ohio State, who leads it 30-20. You know, I don't know ultimately where you're going to rank that one as far as, you know, wins over that team up north during the streak. But because it gave us that glimpse of Dwayne Haskins and you had that wild story with JT and his injury and Urban being so mad, I do argue that it's quite memorable. Like it didn't, it wasn't that hard for me to, to think up on that one when I was wondering, you know, what could we talk about today for a trip down memory lane? 2017, it was a, you know, year you then went on to beat Wisconsin and USC, Big Ten champs, Rose Bowl champs. It didn't feel all that Cotton great, Bowl. but Cotton you did Bowl, some things. Not Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Sorry, man. Yeah, yep. sorry, Cotton Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Big but Ten they champs were down 14 and a Big Bowl champ. Game. Trailed 14 nothing. Right. It was dark early. Yep, sure yeah. was. Dark times. Looked like the streak was going to snap. There were some, not some good vibes throughout the early portion of that game, and Dwayne came in and showed you exactly what he was going to be. So it, it set the stage for one of the great passing quarterbacks in school history. The Fan Guest Hotline is sponsored by Airflow Heating and Cooling and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to keep your home comfortable. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. 
We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza surprised you with their great taste. Well, surprise, there's a new one. Introducing Donato's new Cauliflower Spinach Mozzarella Pizza. Donato's delicious lower-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new Cauliflower Spinach Mozzarella Pizza or create your own Cauliflower Crust Pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the... Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, 